Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. It is great to have you on the program, as always. Today's episode is brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. While the most fun season most of us have ever had is now over, it doesn't mean you stop repping the team in the offseason. Folks, you know exactly where to go for your gear. That's S-Z-A-B-O-Apparel.com. Today's episode, Raleigh and I give our view on the season, the final game, and what's to come. Bright days are ahead, my friends. Let's go. I still Um, we're live. We uh, I got some brown glass full of brown. Play that music though. Yeah, oh yeah, I got the. Uh, we're celebrating. It's, it's not brown liquor, but it's. I imagine this beer is brown. A little something, something. Shout out free ad. Yeah, we're, we're celebrating. We Let's are. Uh, uh, by the way, you haven't said anything about my new face. Well, I you just disappeared on the camera, but I don't even recognize you. First of all, it looks good. Welcome back. Oh yeah! Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Dogs of War podcast. You got Kevin. Oh, yeah. The season finale, not the podcast season just yet, but the regular. Or excuse me. Whoa, the postseason Browns season finale. But we're not down in the dumps here, folks. I don't know about you. Yeah, we haven't really. Uh, well, we'll get into all this stuff. But now that I think about it, we really did not plan. Like when when there's a sitcom, they know when it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And when you're the Browns, we don't know if we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to make the second round of the playoffs, beat the shit out of Steelers in Heinz Field. Um, not really sure when the official end of the second season of the Dogs War podcast is going to be. We could just say it's like at the Super Bowl and then everything. Like, when does the next season start? I don't know. It's year round. Normally, the offseason is our Super Bowl. So, uncharted oh, like- territories. For some reason, whatever we've been doing has been working, so we're just going to keep flying by the seat of our pants. Can I start off uh, with a couple thank yous? Yes, yes, you can, Kevin. We don't do this enough. Raleigh and I started this. We just did two, this is our second season. We just finished. Pat on our backs, no big deal. We started this because we wanted a place where players and fans could all feel welcome and safe and just kick back and relax and enjoy we didn't like and still don't like what some folks in our hometown media, how they portray and just really act and talk about the Browns. We can go, you know, obviously you guys have heard me say that since day one of this podcast. That being said, we don't thank the people that listen to this as much as we should. And so truly thank you, everyone. First time listeners, last time listeners, regular listeners for tuning in, listening to a couple of goons talk about the Browns once, twice, unless three times a week for the last two years. Uh, You know, it started off with just our moms listening, but, you know, thanks to a lot of really cool people that we got to meet along the way. This is, this has been a a good thing and we're looking forward to even bigger things as we keep going on. Yeah. We got a, we got a pretty cool, what's it called? Celebrity list. We got Tito. We got Tom. We got, uh, I don't know, Tim Couch, Phil Dawson, Baker Mayfield, Emily Mayfield, Wyatt Teller, 
Carly, what's Carly? Carly Whiting. 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 Carly Teller in the future. Oh, she'll probably take his last name. Um, Annie Wilkinson, Bryce, whoever the hell from other teams on Dr. Buddy, all the the other teams, all the other teams, podcasters that have come on, but But, people that listen and and have subscribed and and rate. And I mean, it's, it's been a privilege being able to do this. Uh, Raleigh and I haven't killed one another yet, but that's because this is working. Yeah. Whatever the, whatever we have here is working, and, and this is something we want to keep doing for for a long time. I thoroughly believe in my heart of hearts that the reason the Browns have turned the franchise around, <laughs> Kevin, is because everybody that has liked and subscribed and listened to the Dogs of War <laughs> podcast. So we're close to where we need to be, but once we <laughs> you tell all your friends to like and subscribe, call the Muni Lot Payphone. That's uh, that's not just Super Bowl. That's that's dynasty. That and is I'm gonna. The, I'm going to steal one of your lines from, I think, a Friday Five you did. Great Friday Five last week, by the way. Is if you guys ever need a last minute gift, be it birthday, anniversary, Father's Day, Mother's Day, take that person's phone when it's unlocked. Just pop open that podcast app and subscribe to our app. Then every Wednesday morning, that person will get a gift for like 40 weeks out of the year of an episode of ours downloading out of their phone. You can't beat it, it's free. And I've been told that we've converted a lot of people that aren't Browns fans into Browns fans. So if you have somebody that you care about and they're like, eh, on the Browns, guess what? They get a couple of episodes of this bad boy going, boom, they're they're wearing orange and brown just like you. And you got another homeboy to watch the boys with. Absolutely. Or homegirl. But appreciate everyone. Want to give a shout out. Speaking of guests. Our good friend, Tom Seipel. Everyone knows Tom Seipel, Seipel Strong. Not having a, a great day, a great go the last couple of days. Having a rough time with uh, with the illness. So I want to give, for those of you that pray, for those of you that are just, you know, send positive vibes out there. Do all that for Tom this evening, today, tomorrow, because um, he needs it. And yeah. just because the Brown season's over, the fight goes on with Tom Seipel. That doesn't end, too. So we're still here. Tom, we love you. You know that. Everyone's cheering for you, praying for you. So get some rest because we got to get you up to Cleveland for training camp in a few months. I did uh, say to Tom, well, I said, thanks for getting us to the playoffs into the second round. And then when the time comes, um, really need him to pull some strings from above. And he said, oh, I will be. Absolutely. He, referring to the big man upstairs, We'll be so annoyed with Tom once football season is here. So we got backup, baby. I don't know if that's too Cyber morbid. Strong. It's not morbid. It's beautiful. No, um, it, it, it'd be morbid if he if he wasn't the one that w- was leading. Yeah, the conversation like that because he says that stuff all the time, and he welcomes. He wants to make it light. He he wants to turn a bad thing and what people see is a bad thing into a very good thing, and he has. Like we said, he's spreading his message. He's he's touched a lot of people and he's still kicking. He's still got this guy is if you haven't noticed by now, uh Tom is no uh is no weakling. So fun kind of a funny story when uh I met him in person. It was a little bit before you got there. I wasn't nervous about um meeting him in terms of I don't know, 
I generally don't get socially nervous, but I'm like, well, he was a missionary for years. Um, and his dad was with him, and I wasn't sure. I, I just didn't want to be the guy leading the group in F-bombs related to the Browns. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And as soon as I get there, you know, we're all just talking, and his dad said something like, you know, I had Tom fighting for his life, and then goddamn Browns lose to the Jets last <laughs> week. <laughs> and I'm like, I it was like the funniest thing. Um, they're good people, and the support that everybody has shown them, uh, including Baker, Emily, and people all across the country. We raised a lot of money for his family, his wife. Um, it's truly is a, it's like a Brown's theme Disney movie. Yep. Um, who made draft day? That wasn't Disney. Was it? Uh, I think thought it was, you know, the uh, only thing I'm mad about, about this whole Tom's thing, actually, Tom, I know you're listening to this. I'm kind of mad at Tom because he didn't tell, we didn't know until like a week ago, that he's like a professional singer. We could have been singing so much with him the last month. He could have been on the Christmas album. We could have been singing at the Browns game. We could have written a whole. I mean, I just wish we'd have known that. That could have brought a lot of a whole other dynamic to an episode. So, Tom, when you uh, when you get rested up from the last few weeks, uh, we're gonna go like caroling, Browns caroling or something. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see if the hospice doctor will let that swing too. <laughs> we're back for more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did not know Tom was a good singer. Uh, I, I knew he was a musician. I didn't know he could Unreal. Sing. He put on a concert on Instagram Live a few, or like last week. I was like, where's this been the whole time? How do we not know this? The man is just, uh, the guy's a movie. He's an absolute movie. So, Tom, rest up, get better. We're praying for you, thinking about you. You're a warrior, and I know that you'll keep just beating the hell out of this thing. So, and let's, uh, should we talk about the Browns? Let's talk about the Browns. You and I are both having a drink because we're not down in the dumps. We're not. Yeah, we're sad. sad. No, we're not sad. We're a little bit bummed out, but we are sure. Bummed as hell out. Not there you sad. go. All right. That's a better way. Bummed out. Um, if you could have told us, I mean, it's all perception, right? Yeah. If you would have told us that we'd be finished the season, the regular season, 11 and five, I'd say, hell yeah. I mean, I've made more ridiculous claims. But anytime you tell me that the Browns are going to go 11 and five, I'm saying, hell yeah, I'll take that all day. They did it. They made it to the playoffs and it was, you know, stressful the whole way. We played the Steelers in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. <laughs> and I was going into that game with, oh, well, so proud of these guys for making it here thus far. You know, last weekend was the greatest weekend of my life when we got to meet Tom and everyone and we made it to the playoffs and it was magical. And then we beat the living shit out of the Steelers with their starter. Uh, ben Roethlisberger crying on national television, which probably shouldn't make fun of that too much. The guy's had a hell of a career, mostly at our expense, but Hall of Famer, but that, yeah, that, it was just magical. And they gave the Chiefs a hell of a run. And we're like the one of the youngest teams in the league with a shit ton of cap space. We have our QB one. We have our head coach. We have our GM. See, that's the most important thing for me is that this is the first off season. So I'm not going back to the early two thousands that were still a brand new franchise. So whatever. Shout out to our friend of the program, Tim couch though. Tim couch week is a few months away. Folks don't even think we're forgetting that this year. Anyway, this is the first off season in our lives 
in, in this new Browns life, you know what I'm saying? Since we came back that we have a GM, a coach and a QB into this off season right now, last year, this episode right now, you and I are talking about who the next coach is going to be. Is Baker going to have a great year? Who's the GM going to be every single year right after like Christmas? It was okay. Now we got to talk about who the next coach and quarterback is going to be. It's absurd. How, big of a carousel we just rode for years and years but now my friends we didn't get to the postseason because of some fluke we didn't get to the postseason on anything but a good football team listen to that cleveland has a good football team we have a coach who introduced himself to the team for the first time over zoom and they were doing their installs and team meetings for probably most of the season when you think add everything up over a zoom call they didn't really have didn't really they didn't have a regular season at all no one did not just the browns but the fact that you bring in a new gm a new coach baker on his 10th coach and 10th system the defense on their fifth whatever it is i mean you just can't say enough about stefanski and barry and the other coaches like you know callahan our girl callie who's badass the players, Baker, Miles, the leaders in that locker room, Juice. I mean, I know we, we were talking about this off mic, and I know it's been said before, but it's the first time in our lives where, yeah, every other Brown season, the last two were a little better because we knew there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But most of Browns, every other Brown season we ever had, we ended the season pissed off, sad, angry, but – not because we were bummed that we just lost a playoff game. It was bummed because we were in hell and there was no sign of anything changing. But this time, this feeling is so different. I'm we're so we've always been excited for the draft and the next season to start. But this year, it's like we let's go. Like we are, we know playoffs are the goal now. There's a new standard here. Everyone's been saying it. The players, the coaches. I mean, it's just such a different feeling and perspective for Cleveland football now. And I'm so proud of this team, so happy for what they did, so happy that the Haslams finally got this goddamn thing figured out right now. And by figuring out, you mean step away. Step away and yep. hire somebody that knows how to figure so it out and let them do their job. Finally listen to Depot, Depot Hearts, the fan. I mean, it's just been not that I pretend to know what is going on behind the scenes. It's just so refreshing. And it's just I think the biggest word is relieving. Like we're not the laughing stock anymore. We got Baker, who had one of the best, what was it, since the Cincinnati game? I think he had probably some of the better quarterback stats in the league. Yeah, still don't really know how QBR versus passer rating versus he all balled that. Out. But it was he good. And he balled, his, he balled out against the Chiefs, too. Yep. He, he played great. It's something that I am so, so pumped about that I don't want to jinx anything, but when uh <laughs> shout out us shout out Wyatt Teller for coming on the show um we were just kind of talking about the complexity of plays as a lineman and he said you get like a stack of all of these different plays with all these different cadences that you have to learn yeah, which a, you know that's their white, job it's a white pages a yellow pages yeah, a exactly board. and that's for the lineman that's for cadences and you know it's their job to learn that good stuff he, he does his job but that phone book has got to be thicker for the quarterback. And now Baker is going to have the same phone book to study versus 10 from the past head coaches he's had. Does that make sense? 
It absolutely does. Like he, yeah, it's with, continuity with, for once. With him and Kevin Stefanski, this O-line or this offense, they figured out this year, as you mentioned, during the COVID season, during Zoom calls. And now they're going to get a real offseason with the same guy coming back that you have confidence in. Like, that's huge. When There's a reason that there's always a sophomore slump and that there is an adjustment from the NFL into college. Uh, I said that backwards college to the NFL. There is a much bigger disadvantage when you go through new head coaches like it's a joke. Yep. And we are no longer the laughing stock of that joke. We do the laughing. I've been laughing at Pittsburgh for two weeks now. And it's Look, that's great. I mean, I, I will not. That's that's the sweater that's going to keep me warm in this offseason. It's just going in when they were running their mouths, and rightfully so, because they have, I mean, they, they've. we know the record, the history there. But just to go in and just mercilessly blow those dirtbags' door right off their barn is just such a great, great feeling. And and check this out. Do you know what Ben Roethlisberger's record against the Browns is in the playoffs? 0-1? Oh, 0-1. And one. Oh, and one. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so great. 98-2 <laughs> yeah. oh, in the regular season. It's just, unbelievable. It's the greatest thing of all time. So whenever you're upset, you're bummed out about the headshot against Higgins, which is, God, I feel bad for him, and that was such a BS call. We're happy here. But whenever you're upset about something in life, at work, whatever, just remember Ben Roethlisberger's record against the Browns in the playoffs. He has never beaten us. And that something, Kevin, to me, is spectacular. In fact, yeah, yeah. I want there to be some, I don't know. Like I said, it, it happened. Nothing will change that it happened. I'm not going to be like the well, Saints, like demanding a petition. A real better change. Yeah, but I do wish in- tar- targeting would be reviewable. Absolutely. And like, that fumbling rule, they, they, they didn't recover it. We fumbled, but they didn't recover the ball. They didn't fall on it. Why do they get the ball back? At least make us go to the 20 with it or something. I'm not going to – look, like I said, we've already done this for a few days. Everyone already has. Everyone's already screaming at the top of their lungs about it. That rule pretty much universally understood and known that that's, that's gone this offseason. It has to be. Now that it finally affected a game in the playoffs, that's got to be gone. Yep, that's uh, – I don't know. But I'm also going to be, like, annoyed when the NFL – when they change something about it and it's, like, the Browns rule. I'm like, oh, we don't need a – it's just the concept of a, a rule being in place because of us getting screwed over and then reminding me that it happened. Yeah. I, does that make sense? Like 100%. But and anyone on top of that, people who are trying to give it a name, like the fumble two, you're out of your damn minds. Like, stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> yeah, we need to stop. Go take a walk. Clear, put your phone down. Stop it right now. You were not, that is not anywhere even in the realm of one of those events, like the shot, the fumble, the drive. Like, stop. We, Grow we up. Do, we do. Um, maybe no. I, cause, okay. no. First off, I think that like Red Right 88 is bullshit. It's like, no, that was just a, a really good interception. Bernie had the hot hand. And he threw it. It got picked off. Granted, that was like five years before I was born. But I think that they they need to stop naming things whenever we lose. 
Like that's part of the culture change. It's like the drive by Elway. Yeah, it was a good drive. Guess the and by fuck Bernie. By Bernie, Excuse you mean me. Brian? Brian Sipe. Um. Oh, that was uh, that was Red Ride '88. Red Ride Sipe. Yeah, that's fine. I was calling Teller Treader a few weeks ago, so it happens. Yeah, we make mistakes. It's not easy being podcasters. But my yeah, right? You get called out on. Oh, nobody really calls us out. No, maybe that my mom does for swearing, and I just dropped an f bomb. But um, I'm sorry, mom, that one counted. Uh, but yeah, the drive drives happen. It's literally what it happens all the time. So they drove and they got a touchdown. Doesn't need a freaking name, even though it was historically heartbreaking. I guess I don't know. A lot of confusion. A lot of uh, confused emotions right now. It just it was a goofy game. I mean, the run Chubb didn't look like Chubb. Kareem didn't touch the ball until the second half. I'm not going to, again, try to pretend I know what the hell is going on or uh, people talking about why would you punt there? Are you out of your mind? You yeah. have to punt there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It's yeah. Mahomes and yeah. the Chiefs. Like I said, we are. Like, like there's ar- there's armchair quarterbacking. I get that. But then there's things that it's like, guys, why are we even talking about this? I agree. Let's let's go back to the positive vibes. I like the, the positive can, vibes. Can I read one thing? Because I was looking for a great time to do this, and you just did it. Six. So Was it a segue? Let, yeah, it was a great segue, yes. As always, we are the saints of the segue and the Dogs of War podcast. Let's just knock off. This has been going viral all over the Twitter sphere and, and whatever. 2020 Cleveland Browns, first winning season since 2007. We snapped the longest drought in the NFL. First playoff berth since 20, 2002. Longest drought in the NFL. First playoff win since 94. 11 regular seasons. A light, can I read today? Apparently not. 11 regular season and 12 total wins is the most since 94. And the first on the road playoff win since 69. Guys, that is a 68 or 69. Anyway, Woodstock. Our parents <laughs> were like 5 and 10 years old. Like Vietnam. A hell of a season. And guess what? It's not hyperbole when people say it's just getting started. We're just getting started. Yeah, no, it's it, you're damn right. And we here at the Dogs of War podcast are going to figure out what type of podcasting schedule is appropriate to document the upcoming draft. Speaking of draft, this is kind of bullshit. Apparently, when you finish 11 and 5 and advance in the playoffs, you don't get a draft pick in the top 10 anymore. So now we're sitting at 26. It looks I like. saw that. I saw that, and my first reaction was, "I last year was uh, we didn't really pick that high either." I get it, but twenty six. I I didn't know the draft. I didn't know there was that many picks in a round as a Browns fan. Like I didn't. I was like, "Are there any players left down there?" Like I didn't know there's picks outside of like seven. Yeah, apparently there's thirty two. So twenty six. Did you know that? Like I didn't know that until now. Insane. Like I just thought that. I don't know how they did the drafts. It's insane. But it's unbelievable. But like, I didn't, I thought there's only five that because we've all, we've always had one of the first five picks my whole life. So this is new. This is and, very new. And Browns fans traditionally, the draft is like our Super Bowl. Like we just get jacked up in the uh, off season, which you know we're going to be getting jacked up in the off season again. But when you have the top, a pick that's in the top five, you can like come to a reasonable conclusion. It's still pointless to do so because it doesn't matter. Like your opinion of it changes nothing, but you can anticipate who the Browns are going to get with what pick at 26. It's like, what's the point of even looking like 25 teams, including the Steelers have to pick before us. 
Well, another good thing too, besides, yeah, the Steelers picking before us because they were worse than us, is it's also maybe the first time uh, last year to an extent too that we can be. It feels like we, we're going to be surgical and that we know exactly what position we have to draft. Like they might. It's not just in the years past has been quarterback and or whatever the best player on the board is. Like please God, just get anybody because we have nothing now. There's a few areas we know that we need players, and we can actually go in with a targeted approach. Yeah, let, let's try the sports analyst thing. Uh, what do you think they're going to go for linebacker? And I first? have to think. I have to think linebacker or safety. It's we have to get some speed. We have to get more speed back there. Yeah, that, I don't know. Either way, it seems like they have it. Like there's or, not very many holes in a historically leaky ship of a franchise. We got five. We have like five defensive starters coming back too that didn't play all year because of injuries or opt out for COVID. So we got that coming back. But maybe I'm thinking a pass rusher to go next to Miles, linebackers, the defensive line. Maybe some more O line depth. You can always get more O line depth. I don't want to touch our O line to jinx anything. It's beautiful right now. I know. I just said depth, depth, but depth. Yeah. Well, and we got those two, those two practice squad guys that came in out of nowhere. What's our boy's name? So keep them around. I, we just got to get speed. We have to get more speed in the defense. And that's not analysts. That's just I have eyes. Uh, hopefully Delpit is as build as he is. As good as build. Does that make sense? We yeah. need safety. We, we just we got to get some more depth back there. And I'm not hating anybody we got back there. Nope. We had – the defense had some great moments this year. But now that we have RQB and we got some stud missiles on offense, it's time to go. Like we're going now and we got to beef up the other side of the ball or what's the point? We've already had, we've always had our QB. Well, we've had our QB, but now call it a buck. Right. We've solidified our QB and coach. He solidified it. Like there was a lot of, God, I hate our freaking media, but there was a lot of talk of is Baker the guy is Baker the guy. Yes. He's the guy. We said he'd do it and he did it. Shout out us. We believed in you, Baker. We always believed in you. Does that work? That works. Um, it works. And it just, again, you know, and you talk about the media. Uh, I'm, no, I'm not going to go there. Sorry, continue on. Yeah, we're just doing positive stuff. Can we talk about, uh, yeah, we got it. Draft. We don't have to make the picks. Andrew Barry does. There is, I'm going to I'm excited. I'm excited for a second Andrew Barry draft in offseason. Yeah. Because. Uh, Freaking uh, Harrison Bryant and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Those were probably two of the more badass picks he made. Yep. Jedrick Wills. I mean, I don't think he – did he miss on any of them? Shouts to Jed for making the all-NFL rookie team today as well. Yeah, and he's a hell of a tag team partner in that uh, those commercials. I know I yeah, might he's, he's a great gamer. I think he gives – they didn't show – I mean, the commercial's short, but I think he gives a lot of good insight and depth on that book club too. Yeah, it's uh, – Like, you really know, Jed, Jed does never – Jed never misses a chapter or his assignment for reading ever. Yeah, you, you know he's a guy that could depict the Wuthering Heights storyline and really convey – The Iliad? The Iliad? Yeah. Iliad? Yes, by Homer. Just, yeah. I forgot who wrote Wuthering Heights, but – they made us read it that one time. Uh, shake, Shakespeare, probably. Um, Should we talk yeah, about sure. uh, rest of the playoffs? Yeah, I guess uh, we we're kind of decided who we at the Dogs of War should publicly decide who we want to support. Or we could disagree. It doesn't really matter. But here's kind of my analysis of it. Uh, you got the Bills, 
The Bills are another traditional blue-collar town, tortured fan base, and you got to root for them. They've been to the uh, the Super Bowl numerous times. They've never won, right? They've never won. Correct. They, went, never won. they went three three years yeah. in a row and lost everyone. Yep, and uh, you kind of pull for that as just like I feel like it's us, Detroit, and the Bills are kind of the the little triangle of suffered fan bases, tortured fan yep. bases. Um, part of me says, well, if the Chiefs, if they blow everybody out and we give them the best run, then that's like, not that second place really matters, but we'd talk shit about that. So maybe there's that as a, a pro chief winning it all uh, viewpoint. The Packers, the Packers are probably the least favored um, amongst Browns fans, but I will say whenever the Browns traditionally get eliminated from the playoffs in week four, I've always rooted for the Packers. They're the nicest people ever up in Wisconsin and Aaron Rodgers as fun as hell to watch. Wouldn't mind see him getting another ring. And then lastly, you got the Buccaneers. If Tom Brady ended up winning it all again, I think that would be hilarious and badass. So really kind of all of them. I, I can't really, I'm not going to debate. I mean, I agree on most of that. I'm going bills. I will say bills fans. We are, more or less carbon copy cities, except actually Cleveland's on a lot more in the last decade. And our downtown is fucking awesome. And we get less snow anyway, but a couple, couple bills fans. I saw getting a little big for their britches on the online Twitter sphere and Instagram. Just know guys, uh, we're all on this. Like we're, we're cheering for you. Like, don't be looking down at your fellow rust belt, Lake Erie folks. Just we're rooting for you. Um, I don't, I feel like too many Patriots fans are thinking that Brady winning it's in Tampa Bay is like a victory for them still, which is absurd. So no, I'm not rooting for Tom love Tom. Uh, not rooting for the bucks green Bay. I'm they're the nicest people. I mean, you can, and that's why we're playing at Lambeau this coming season. We're going to that game. I, you, I mean, anytime you're around green Bay people, they invite you up, come get a beer. They love tailgating with the, I mean, they're just good people. Uh, Mahomes and Kansas City, I mean, they're supposed to win, right? They're the best offense. They're the best team left. I know Rodgers is the best quarterback. Well, excuse me, Mahomes and Rodgers are the best quarterbacks left. But, yeah, all in all, I'm going Bills. I'm Team Bills, baby. Bills Mafia. Let's break some tables. I'll go Bills Mafia, too. My boss, Norm, diehard Bills fan. We'll go go pro Bills. I'm cool with that. Pro Bills. All right, so. The Dogs of War podcast has spoken. Go Bills. But we're also oh, cool with the other teams winning. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, I, I don't hate any one of these teams left. Yeah, and I mean, now that we, now that we got rid of the Steelers for everyone, I mean, it's we did our job. As long as the Steelers, Ravens, and Patriots don't win, I'm just gonna enjoy and sit back and watch football. That's that's a great mentality. We've covered a lot of good stuff today. Silver linings has been the theme of season two. Is this the official conclusion of season two, or we'll do an official conclusion? We gotta. Later. Yeah, we got it. We'll do. And again, just like the end of last year, when we said we have no clue what's going to happen in the offseason, we still don't. And then we came back and did like 20 episodes and all interviews. So this baby ain't slowing down anytime soon. I don't know if we're going to be able to just take a, a month off because there's a lot going on in a good and way. We do a week off. We come back for the Super Bowl. We reevaluate. Yeah, we got to do an award show. Yeah, we got to do the end of the season awards, too. Oh, we should call them uh, the doggies. The doggies, yeah, absolutely. Doggies. So we're gonna do our own. We're gonna do our own award show. The doggies. Uh, we're gonna have everything from best 
listener best i don't know we're gonna make up some a whole bunch of superlatives and it's gonna be hilarious we'll have some guest presenters maybe but the sky's yeah, the limit. You know what? guys it, it's there's no i mean it just for the first and again it's just so relieving i'm just so just good days ahead in cleveland Look at all the people that are at the air. And I talked about this in our group chat. Look at the people with other, no names, no names. Look at people that were at the airport greeting the Browns after the loss to Kansas City. At 20, it's 20 below it's midnight at the airport. Look, now I went to the airport when LeBron and the Cavs came home after beating Golden State game seven. I was there. The whole city was at the airport for that. I get that. When in Cleveland, we are ride and die for all of our teams. The Browns are number one always. But we still blood, sweat, and tears into the Indians and the Cavs, especially when they're in the champ or the playoffs, the World Series, or NBA Finals, whatever. But even when we had LeBron and we had the Indians, never that I've ever seen. Maybe a, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has there been dozens or a couple hundred people at the airport waiting for them when they lost to come back and greet them? It's a beautiful thing. The city is so united behind this team as always, but now it's it's just been this pent up. Like we still have always gone to the games, or at least always watched the games. We've always been supporting this team, but now it's paying off. And this team, we got some studs. We got Stefanski, Barry. We got some coaches. Got our damn QB. We got everything we've always wanted. We're finally at the Cool Kids party, and that's all I got. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty well said. I, I was like, I, I didn't, I did not hit a period of mourning with this, but a period of damn, that would have been sick. But when I did, when I saw that video, the Browns posted of everyone waiting for him, like that's enough to make a grown dog of war cry. That yep. was something special, and it's been a hell of a run this year, and it's just so. This is the first time we've ever just had a bright future, like a confirmed bright, conf- bright future. It's unreal. So like we're not praying. We're not thinking about driving off the 40 bridge. That's just me. Usually just kidding, mom. The but same staff is coming back. That is unreal. Like so far. Yes. The fancy said to everyone is welcome back. Who knows what will happen in the off season, but for the most part, all the core is going to be back. And I've just, it's again, I've said this a thousand times today. So MF and relieving finally. So walk tall, loyal dogs of war, the team, they're figuring it out and they're close. So be proud. We're proud. If you're listening, you're probably proud. And <laughs> if you're this far in, you're definitely proud. Yeah. You guys are like, yeah, we're, we're like 40 minutes into the episode, whatever. Good stuff. Good night, Cleveland. We love you guys. Thanks again for everyone listening. Good night, Cleveland. Oh, wait, that was, hang on. We, that was. We're not sad. That was kind of a somber ending. We'll be back in like a week or two. We're going to have some <laughs> badass interviews this offseason. We're going to pro- we'll be at the draft somehow. It's in Cleveland, don't forget. This is a time to be pumped, but it's also a time everyone needs to take a break and just lay down for a little while. That's what we're getting at, at the end there. That being said, Raleigh's pumped, I'm pumped. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, we'll be back in like a week. Yeah. Two weeks. Maybe two. So, we'll take like two. Two. I got to run it by Kate. Two weeks? All right, All right two fine. weeks. All right, ready to break. Toodles. Just a small town girl 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.